Hi and welcome everybody to Forward Talks, a podcast Forward Incubator, where we give you an exclusive insight into some of our entrepreneurs' lives. If you don't know what Forward Incubator is, we are a foundation from the Netherlands that helps newcomers fund, found, launch and grow their businesses. And we do so through entrepreneurial trainings and other forms of support. And with me today is Branda. Hello, Branda. Hello. Hi. So Branda has her own uh, hair salon called Natural Hair Solutions by Branda. And today we're going to talk a little bit about um, your business and um, how you combine business and family. Because with us today is also Adam, Branda's, Branda's son. Branda, how old, how old is, uh, is Adam now? He's only Adam, a few months, right? He's four months and one week. <laughs> four months and one week. Was so super super little adam was actually born while uh, brenda was in the last core incubator of forward and uh, so he's kind of like our mini participant our yeah. mini entrepreneur and always by his mom's side but brenda um introduce yourself first to our audience all right i'm brenda jelly ajidiro i come from uganda originally and right now i stay in the netherlands i'm the founder of natural hair solutions by brenda a mother and an entrepreneur. That's Brenda. Yeah. That's that's Brenda. That's yeah. Brenda, how we know and love her. Uh, Brenda, while we while we were already talking about Adam, so you run a um a hair salon, which you run from your own home. That's correct. And next to Adam, you have three other kids. And before we talk a little bit more about business, maybe you can give us some insights into how you juggle life as an entrepreneur with with four children how's that like it's easier to move on with life as an entrepreneur because you're your own boss so you set your own schedule of how you run your own things it also gives you an insight of being a good mother because you have to know when to do what and you always shift things according to your own own time and how you've set it so as an entrepreneur and a mother it's easier for me because most of my work is done within my own home so I wasn't really affected by the COVID hazard at all because I was home with my kids and I was home with my clients at the same time. Just in some occasions where I had to do mobile salon to go to clients' homes, that's the only thing that I had some uh, weaknesses with and challenges. But other than that, it's just super. I think it's also, Brenda, I think it's also your your personal attitude towards it. I, I'm always in awe how you manage your children and your your work at the same time to our audience i remember one time i hosted a workshop and branda was in the workshop on zoom while she was taking care of her baby and while she was doing a client's hair so so branda where do you get this amazing work attitude where you can just juggle everything at the same time Actually, naturally, I'm a multitasker and I love it when I have a challenging situation at hand. Some things need to be done co-currently. Like that time, I didn't want to miss my Zoom, account, my Zoom call with Coward Incubator. And then I had a client at hand who I couldn't tell to stop because I had to do other stuff. And at the same time, nature was calling and I wanted to be carried. So I had to do all three at once. I had to just turn on my Zoom, put it in front of my client, put Adam in my chest. I, I just put him up. I wear him up in my chest. And then I continue with my client's work. That's how I do it. 
And do you think this is this sort of attitude uh, helps you when it comes to being an entrepreneur, this sort of multitasking attitude? Every entrepreneur must be multitasking and must be flexible. If an entrepreneur does not have flexibility, then it will be really hard for them to cope up with work because some things come up abruptly. And as entrepreneurs, we don't chase clients away. We just have to know how to handle and relocate ourselves appropriately. Right. Yeah, with the coward uh, meetings, of course, they're already scheduled, but clients sometimes just pop up because they have urgent occasions or they've been disappointed by their other suppliers and you are the one to run to refuge on. And if you do well with them, then they'll always come running back to you. So that's also kind of how you build up customer loyalty, exactly. by being the one that gets the job done. Exactly. All right, well, then let's talk a little bit more about the business that you're running. So yeah. you came to Forward with the idea um, of having a hair, hair salon. Could you let us know how you came about that idea and why you wanted to, to have that business? Uh, first and foremost, back in Africa, I had a beauty parlor. And then when I came to the Netherlands, I never thought anybody would just be an entrepreneur in a foreign country. It's really challenging, more so a person of color like me. Uh, I remember talking to my brother and he told me, I can't believe I have a sister in Europe who really has her own business. Like, it's something we really treasure a lot. So when I came to the Netherlands, uh, I didn't think about having a beauty parlor at first. I didn't think about having a saloon or anything. I was thinking about finalizing my studies, my my language, and maybe I would get employed somewhere. Maybe I become a Zorog or anything. But then I got challenged of myself because as an entrepreneur, we get a solution from the problems that we find with the surrounding and what other people face. Absolutely. So, As I was moving in public means, uh, I, I first had a challenge of my own hair. I wanted a saloon to pamper me. But when I went to one saloon in Boxmeyer, they actually chased me away telling me, we cannot handle your hair. I was like, oh, my God. I asked them whether they can recommend someone who can do it for me. They told me we don't know anybody. And uh, this was actually a challenge because to me, I felt rude, but it was actually a language barrier. <laughs> <laughs> because they're speaking Dutch, more Dutch, and little English, and because they cannot uh, connect with you properly, so they talk to you like we can. We don't know, um, you know. And then yeah, absolutely, exactly. So I go back home and I'm like, if I can do this to other clients, I can do it on myself. It was yeah. my first time to do my own hair on me, <laughs> so I did it because I, I knew the skill. I did it perfectly, and I move out. I go to public means. I come to Amsterdam. And I find plenty of people with Afro frizzy hair and they're really, really admiring my hair and asking me whether I can recommend someone who did my hair to them. When I told them that it's myself, yeah, that's how it came into me. So I got the clients. Luckily enough, by that time, I had searched online about forward, um, forward programs. It was the mm -hmm. DEP program by that time. I just wanted to study it to get more knowledge about entrepreneurship, but I didn't really know that I could put it into existence. But when I was pushed forward to the Forward Into Better program, I actually saw that the vision is not only an idea, it's really possible. They gave me a very supportive team, the team of six people. They really helped me out and they brought my idea into reality. I continued with my clients as experiments and then we went on to the surveys. I got, the more we did surveys and experiments, the more I got clients 
and boom, I became a famous entrepreneur of hair, of Afro hair in the Netherlands. Yeah. An, an, an amazing journey. But I think, Brenda, you know, you also kind of came to us with the perfect requisite to, to excel in the program because you saw a distinct need, a distinct problem in the market that mm -hmm. first, of, first and foremost, you yourself faced, but then you realized other people are facing the same problem and you made that into your own business opportunity. And of course, that is what we always tell our entrepreneurs. The most important part of your business idea is that there is demand in the market, that, is, that it is actually something that is needed by people. And I think you did a lot of the work already beforehand, before coming to us. And then it could be, I guess, you and your team was also an amazing fit, of course. Yeah. But then the idea could be incubated really well. That's true. Exactly. And can you tell us a little bit more about... Um, how you had the idea to have a mobile hair salon because right now you're doing it from home. Yeah, uh, the mobile salon came on because of the <clears throat> COVID era mostly. Uh, when salons were closed, I remained working. And then mostly my clients for mobile salon are clients who have children at home or who cannot walk. Some of them are actually um, this, uh, how can I talk about it? Like, Some of them are lame and they can't walk. Some of them are sick, but they have to look good as well. So uh, uh, my first mobile salon client was a child. The mother called me to go and do her hair from home because she had a, a child who was really naughty, like she could not move over to anybody help to, her, to touch her hair. And her hair was really, really freezing. So mostly children need an environment they're used with to do their hair very, very well. So my first client was a child and I did her hair from her own conveniency environment. And mm. because I handled her well at her own home, the mother recommended me to other, other parents and that's how it went. And then for the mobile salon more, I have clients who cannot all come to my home but they live in the same area, same location. And so it's easier for me to just go as one person and meet them in that same place and work with them at the same time. So that's a mobile salon. Okay. And so most of the time you go to your to your client's house. That's true. All right. And um, what I also wanted to discuss a little bit with you, um, a while back you talked at the African Diaspora Summit and um, I watched you be on the panel for a little bit. And I remember you talking about how you felt that as a newcomer and especially as a newcomer entrepreneur, you just need to have this really positive attitude towards your external environment. Um, I remember you saying that it, it also inflicts on you and your mood and your outlook on life if you constantly feel like people are greeting you with prejudice. Could you elaborate a little bit on this and what you, what you meant by having a positive outlook on your external environment? Ah, that's true. Uh, most of us uh, newcomers in the new country, we judge ourselves before we're actually judged. We think we cannot do it. We think the people are seeing us in a different way. Even when someone handles you in the appropriate way, you really feel like they would have done it better if it was a person of the same nationality or someone of the same country from like that but then uh it's bias we just have the bias we're already biased before we even start anything we feel like we cannot do it because we are foreigners and that bias alone limits us from bringing the zeal out of ourselves because we are creative we have the ideas and we have the 
we have the zeal to do it, but because we are biased already and we think other people think of us in a different way, it's really hard for us to bring out what we are. Yeah, so I was advising other entrepreneurs because I know most foreigners in this country have a lot of ideas and they have a lot of creativity and innovativeness that they can bring out by by themselves as entrepreneurs, but they're limited behind because they are biased of the society itself. So your your theory is, or, or your experience is much more that not only the whole society is prejudiced, but newcomers themselves also have bias and prejudice when they come, which they need to overcome to be successful entrepreneurs. Exactly, exactly. How, how did you overcome these these biases and prejudices? What's your personal recommendation to other newcomers how to overcome it? First and foremost, you have to believe in yourself. Once you believe in yourself, you know what you have to do is really is good enough. And there is one thing I know in myself is that once I stand in front of a person and I'm the one talking, I know what I have to tell that person that then they have to know what they have to tell to me. So I just have to express myself to be understood than thinking that before I say anything, they will not understand me. It's really a bad bias. So that's how I, I overcame it. Uh, previously, I used to have a, a weakness. Like before I speak to someone, I think they're not going to buy my idea. They're not going to take it. Even if I say it, they're not going to take it. So why do I waste my time? But then I changed my attitude and I said, no. I have to explain to them to understand and take it and agree with me or correct me where I have to be corrected. With that attitude, it helped me to go far. I can I can definitely see that. And also to our audience, um, people can already probably tell that Brenda is a very charismatic person that comes in a room with a lot of confidence. And exactly that way, she also managed to be the winner of uh, last cohort's Demo Day. Yeah. And to everybody who doesn't know what Demo Day is, so after every program, Forward hosts a big event where each entrepreneur can pitch their business idea. And the next one is actually coming up fast on the 30th of June. Yeah, yeah. So Brenda, to our audience, what do you say to, to the entrepreneurs that are going to be pitching in a few weeks from now? You as the winner from last demo day, what's your number one tip when pitching, when pitching at the event? Uh, first and foremost, I have to tell them that they cannot do it alone. That's why the Forward Incubator gives them a team. And with the team, it gives you confidence that you have to do all things together. Now, for the entrepreneurs who are pitching on that day, it's confidence. Go in there, just know that people are there waiting to listen to whatever you have to offer. Your idea is just great. It's, there is never a small idea. But before I pitched, I really thought my idea is the list of all the entrepreneurs that were in court in, <laughs> that were in forward into better, actually. I felt like my idea is really small, but there is no idea which is small. Just go in there, have your confidence, and explain the details how your idea is supposed to be. It doesn't have to be a lot of words. It just have to be brief five minutes and just elaborate things precisely but really concisely just make it open and at a go that's all I have to tell them there is no small business idea just come in with a lot of confidence yeah. those were wise words from our last demo day winner Brenda Brenda with these words uh, we're going to wrap up this episode of forward talks 
Thank yeah. you so much for being on here. It was a pleasure to interview you. Thank you, Leah. Right. And to our audience, I will put uh, Branda's contact information and Instagram channel into the description of the episode and, of course, the Eventbrite link to sign up to Demo Day. Branda, uh, we'll meet soon and I will probably see you at Demo Day watching a couple pictures. Thank you. I'll be there. All right. Bye, everybody. Okay, bye. Thank you.